Welcome to the Sangani show where we will talk about everything health wealth and wisdom I came to the US in 1983 from Mumbai India with $10.45 in my pocket and with a big dream in my heart Now I'm a practicing cardiologist, a businessman, an entrepreneur, life mentor, and most importantly, a dad. I have lost some, I won some. But every time I lost or won, I learned even more. And my success has not been easy, but finally I made it. And my next mission is to help you do the same. Learn from my experiences, and that is life is a business. Hi there and hello. Welcome to the Sangani show. As it says, it is my name is Dr. Parat Sangani, your favorite doctor and the host. And today we are going to talk about the truth behind building a multi-million dollar company and the challenges that goes with it, especially from the health, wealth and wisdom perspective. I have a very special guest with me today. When I first moved to Dallas, he was one of the few people whom I met, and he has been uh, a great support uh, advisor for me and helped me throughout my career in in Dallas. And I owe a lot to him of some of my wisdom and some of the wealth that has been created uh, because of his uh, input in my life. His name is Tom Montgomery. He's the president of Montgomery Capital Advisors LLC. Tom oversees a diverse multi-million dollar portfolio of private investments in commercial real estate, construction, manufacturing, professional services, technology, healthcare and financial services. As I mentioned before, he's a very special individual. I've rarely found an individual who excels so well in business side and as well understands the human psychology and then deals with it without truly affecting his personal life and personal relationship so i thought this was a great way to get the first guest on our health wealth and wisdom platform tom welcome to the show thanks so much for having me doc i appreciate it I look forward to the visiting with you so it has always been a pleasure but tell us tell our audience um What is it like building a this multi-million dollar company? You already had one company. You were in the top few in the entire uh, United States the way you were providing all these accounting services and then you started this company and now you are here again. Uh, I remember you wanted to raise some 25 million dollars the other day and you raised it in less than a few days and then you had to turn people away. Tell us how What is it like to build a multi-million dollar company? Well, number one, it's fun. It's really exciting. Um, and, you know, it's very rewarding. But I think the thing that I like to keep focus on, I had no intention of building this huge financial investment company um, again. I really viewed it as some activity for me to retire from. I just set back from the CPA firm. Um, but it seems to happen and um and the journey has just been phenomenal um you know it it's uh, um you know sort of amazing you know when i started the cpa firm which where i built a lot of my wealth and uh in in a, a few short years less than 12 years we organically became one of the largest cpa firms in dallas um 
and again, that was never our intention. It, it just worked. And um, 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 but you know, up to this point, it's just been exciting. Uh, we, uh, we we've done a lot of different things uh, to get here, and it, it's very rewarding to see what value we're creating, what people we're helping out, and the impact that we could have with my close relationships with our investors and with the community. No, you truly have done a fantastic job. Uh, I have known a lot of people who wait for the check that comes from investment in Tom's company, and it comes regularly uh, every quarter, and they really count on your, your delivering that check. So you've done a phenomenal job for the, the investors, and I'm the living proof for it. Um, and then for our investors, I all, uh, for our listeners, I also felt that the same question I'm asking him, I'll give a little bit of my perspective so you guys can have a dual perspective of it. Tom said he never felt, went out to create a multi-million dollar company. I'm exactly opposite. I have everything designed and planned. And, and my desire has always been, and now my vision is that I want to create another Blackstone. I really want to create a, a major multi-billion dollar company that that leads so it's it's just two contra contrasting way of doing things there is no right or wrong way it's just a interesting concepts in the way yeah. we we look at uh, uh life altogether yeah without a doubt um you know and, and and all too often i think so many of us equate our success in life based on our business or our wealth and ultimately at the end of the day the, the business is sort of an ends to the means that that's really not what's important to us. That that's not where's where we get meaning or fulfillment, or ultimately even through wealth. Uh, it's from the other things that we do um, that really get us to lay back and think about our lives in in, in, in in such a positive, happy, fulfilling way. No, that that's very true. Uh, if anybody thinks or thought that money is everything. Uh, we all have heard multiple times from multiple people that that is not true. But here, Tom is saying the same thing. I'm sitting here saying the same thing. So, so Tom, tell us how, while building this company, how much stress has it created in your um, relationships, your personal life? Because this show is about health, wealth, and wisdom, right? So, and you also brought a very good point up that, hey, listen, we are creating this wealth, but don't forget the other things. And I'm sure other things you meant, one of those things was relationship. So tell us the, the stress created and how you dealt with it. Yeah, great, great question. Um, and, and I'll hit two pieces of it. There's really the stress piece and the relationship piece. And, and I'll tell you how I think about it. It's well documented that stress in a negative view can have tremendous adverse consequences to us. Our health-wise, our ability to sleep, our ability to concentrate, our ability to uh, keep a positive attitude, to treat our family and our wives and our spouses in an inappropriate way. Um, but at the same time, stress can be an unbelievably positive influence. You know, the, the first impact of stress in me, and I think in most people, is this fight or flight aspect of it and we go into this fight or flight and we either fight or we flight and if we flight or fight 
we, we, we develop this negative view of stress and we, we, we become that stress is really negative um, and we worry about it. It, per, it, it prevents us from focusing, it prevents us from getting work down, it prevents us from moving our objectives forward and we sort of go back into a fetal position and let this stress really view us negatively. And, and I learned very early on though that if you approach things a little differently, stress can be an unbelievable positive aspect uh, to your success. And, and because it, it, you know, if I view stress as, gosh, I want it to be in this challenge. I want it to fight this battle. I want to solve this problem for myself, for my family, for the community, for the world. And said, this is a great opportunity. Um, I view that stress, didn't cause me health problems. Uh, I view this as, as, as stress, as a positive to give me the energy and, and the, 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 the power to, to fight through some really difficult situations um, and, and, um, and opportunities that we had. Uh, you know, it's a little bit like this. We all know that stress increases our blood pressure. We all know it increases our heart rate. And we view that as negatively. Working out increases your heart rate and increases your blood pressure. That's viewed positively. And so my question is, if I can take that stress and that increases my heart rate, increases my blood pressure, and turn it into a positive framework of I'm going to accomplish this. I'm going to use this extra adrenaline flush. I'm going to use this intensity to be positive and focus on the opportunity ahead of me. I find that stress w w is was positive in my nature. Um, and it was a hard process to get there. And I think the first step um, that got me to view stress more positively was the fact that I'm good enough. We're all insecure, we're all nervous. I talk funny, I mispronounce words. I'm not overly attractive. And, and, and I've always felt that I wasn't smart enough or wasn't good enough. I didn't come from a wealthy family, so I didn't know protocols and how to behave in certain situations. And I was always nervous. And I woke up one morning and said, you know what, I'm good enough. I'm a good person. And, and this is who I am, this is who I'm going to be. And I quit trying to be somebody else. I became very transparent, I became very honest and said, here's who I am. Um, and what I felt was this huge weight that I carried around sort of came off me. And I try to do the exact same thing when I'm in a bad situation. And I, I, I think there could be a huge negative outcome. I don't worry about the negative outcome. If negative outcome comes, as long as I'm doing the best I can do, I'm good enough. It'll, everything's going to be okay. Um, and, and that was my approach. So I really encourage people to take a second look at stress. You know, we can eliminate stress by quit working. We can eliminate stress by hiding in the closet. Um, but I don't think that's the way we do it. And, you know, I think what we need to learn is how to deal with our stress. Um, and that was something I was lucky that I learned pretty early in my career. No, this is, this is a very important lesson. And even if we hide in the closet, we'll just create different kind of stress. Yeah, so we'll just exchange one stress over the other. The one thing I have found very helpful is that I look out for the people who will be impacted by the, my stress and I get their buy-in. Uh, on the medical side, I tell my patients, when I tell them to quit smoking, as you know, I have a 
lifelong endeavor to help people quit smoking tobacco is something for your health is is, is worse than anything else that i have ever known to uh, human race uh, so i tell them that you will get nc you will get jerky you will get uh, not a person who one would want to be with just let your people around you know that hey just bear with me for the next six weeks to three months and I will be fine after that, but this will help me becoming uh, a healthier individual. I do the same thing. I, one of the most important person obviously in my life would be my wife and my children. So whenever I embark on any of this kind of activities, which is going to get me busy and obviously the stress cannot be hidden, I go to them up front and say, here's what I'm going to do and I need your help or I'm not going to do it. And let me tell you, this came, sometimes becomes a very tough endeavor. Uh, and sometimes I have to take a back step and not do it. But let me tell you, it keeps the stress away. So yeah. that has yeah. really helped. That, that's, that's really interesting. You know, and I think there's a second side of this equation that I like to talk about too, is in our society, we have this viewpoint that it's a show of weakness if we ask for help. Uh, and we always are hesitant to let people help us. And what I found here is when I'm really the happiest, when I'm the most productive, when, when, when I'm doing things that really have an impact, it's when I'm helping somebody else. And so in some ways, I view it as a, a fairness argument that, that I need to take every opportunity I can to ask for help because I'm giving them opportunity to do something that's impactful, that doing something that's great, doing something that brings some meaning and purpose to their life. And, and it, it is one of those things that we really tend to hesitate to ask people to help. But what we're doing by not asking them, not only are we putting more and more press, pressure and stress on us, which will have worse outcomes for us, we're depriving them of an opportunity to do something great for themselves. Now, obviously, this isn't to use and abuse this you're asking them for help and you're going to be sincere you're going to be appreciative and you need to be able to do whatever you can to repay it not in a tit for tat scenario but you need to look for opportunities to help them too but never hesitate to give people opportunities to help you you're you're, you're so correct i think we have created a society where asking for help comes with certain kind of negative yes. connotation to it and then we really need to, to stay away from it. People do want to help. And as long as you are asking for help with a total belief that you're going to return that expectation, not tit for tat, but some other way. And, and you don't have to even do the help to the same individual. You can take and rotate that help and help somebody else. And the world will go around. And one of this mission about our the Sandani show or the health, wealth and wisdom or the life is a business program is just about the same. I came to this country with $10.45 and I have asked help all my life. I still keep asking help even today to people. I came to you and you helped me in the past uh, financially as well as every other way you helped me in the in the past. So asking for help is 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 should be part of it as long as it's done with a clean heart not to abuse that privilege that you have and ability to, to, to take that help and then help others. And that's our mission today through this Sangani show to, to, to do that. But very good point that 
uh, you brought in, I could not um, agree any more than, than please take help as much as you can. It is not worth destroying your happiness and live in stress and not ask for help. I'll give you a small example. I uh, will take probably one minute, but it's very important to know. And this is personally has happened to me. This was several years ago. We had hired a, a development manager in our company. And this is absolutely truth, true story. So this individual um, wasn't performing. And we told him that uh, in our company is the rule. We don't just unless it's terribly, terribly bad situation, we don't fire somebody right on the spot. We usually give them opportunities to, to correct their mistakes. And so we brought him. In those days, I was more active in the company managing people directly. So I personally called him in my office and I said, listen, you are not performing. You are missing your deadlines. He said, well, I have lots of issues at home and that kind of makes my job difficult. I said, why don't you just talk to your wife? and explain to her that you are also losing out here. They are losing out at home. No, there's no winner here. And, and he said, yes, doc, I will think about doing it. Uh, guess what? Uh, the performance didn't improve. After three warnings, he was let go. And we found out just in a, a week or two weeks after that, that his wife divorced him. And I think he never, he never talked to his wife. I don't think he ever told him that his job was in danger. He wasn't performing. And when one day he just doesn't have a job, here comes the outcome and then wife must have gotten angry. So these are very important lessons to learn. Uh, and then thanks for bringing that up. Since this is our Health, Wealth and Wisdom show, tell us a little bit about how do you manage the health component when you are working like crazy all day and, and all, all hours of the night. So this may have digressed from a conversation to an intervention uh, to go after my weight because um, uh, I am overweight and, and especially that sort of silly in the age of COVID where obesity can, can um, um, be the highest risk factor. Um, um, and so maybe not as good as, 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 as I should have. Now, that being said, I, I've always worked hard on sleeping well. I, I always um, worked hard at making sure that I took um, situations to relax, to have some downtime and get focused. Um, but quite candidly, that's probably one of the biggest areas of my life that I've failed a little bit at because uh, I have a super high metabolism. And the only reason I'm overweight is that I use... Um, my stress relief aspects of eating and and you and you get this rationalization of if i love salmon it's probably one of my favorite main dishes but a greasy cheeseburger is pretty good too and when i'm under periods of stress even though i like the salmon as much or better i will irrationally pick the cheeseburger i deserve it i'm working hard who cares and, and you and you do this stuff it's self-defeating and and it's a trap for a lot of us it's clearly been a trap for me and and um so it's something i do work hard on um to try to alleviate i do get my checkups extremely regularly i do tend to any issues that that i have um and and try to be careful um but but yeah it's it's really interesting because one of the things i love about the show 
and what you're doing is that we're really trying to look at people overall. And, and we alluded to it a little bit earlier, way too often we define success in, in, in wealth or monetary or financial perspective. And what I've found is <clears throat> that some of my wealthiest friends are the, the people that are the unhappiest, that feel the emptiest about their life and how they got there. And some of my poorest friends actually have the most rewarding, fulfilling lives around. And, and that the, money, the, money, the monetary aspect of it is really a small part of it. Um, I, I do think you get a ton of fulfillment by working really hard and accomplishing something great. And the byproduct of creating a lot of value is, is, is monetary wealth. So I think wealth is a really good thing. Uh, especially if it's hard earned. A lot of people create a lot of wealth because they they fell into the 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 the, the right spot at the right time. I, you know, I had a, a VP of sales join a company, an internet company back in '99, two months uh, before it went public and was acquired, and his net worth went up from zero to 64 million overnight. Uh, but I also found that post that money, he was never really happy, and and that his service providers he didn't treat very well and he you know he didn't really get happiness out of it he had th this wealth but he didn't have any happiness and and so I, I do think we need to be really careful how we down to find um, 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 success because uh, wealth is really just a small piece of it no this is so true and this is the genesis for this show is to not minimize the importance of wealth but recognize that there are other factors equally important or more important than that to, to bring balance to the life. Uh, as far as weight gain and COVID, uh, it just happens. Uh, I, I, I'm probably at the highest of my weight in my entire life for the past year and a half with family around and everything around and constant uh, traveling. It is not that difficult. To, to gain weight, but just like he mentioned, he, he regular checkup, regular exercise, and, and gaining weight is not uh, a bad thing, but figuring it out how to lose it is, is equally important. Um, Tom has done it before, I've known, known it. I've done many a times. Uh, that's how I structure my, my weight schedule. Uh, and then as we do more shows, I'll disclose those avenues how I do it and see if it attracts our listeners or viewers to do any of uh, those techniques that that I use. Um, before we go to the last summation of our quick lessons of life, uh, let's talk a little bit about um, wealth. We addressed health, we addressed relationship uh, and uh, maybe one question on the wealth would be a good one. What how do you how do you see and advise people to be prepared for untoward effects impacts negative uh, circumstances on the on the wealth side because nobody knows you may lose a job you may have a loss here your business may not do well how do you prepare for that yeah if you it, can it, 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 <laughs> the answer is you can and i think it's um one thing that, that I think is really important, especially business people, where their career is a big part 
um, of, of their life. And all too often, we embark on the biggest part of our life with a strategy that's all about the monetary reward. Um, and so therefore, with the monetary reward goes away, we lose a job or we started a company that failed. I mean, obviously I got so many good friends that have literally worked for, for 20 to 30 years, building up a business, has great net worth, COVID hit and movie theaters got shut down and his equity value goes from being worth hundreds of millions of dollars to zero overnight. Um, but what I found is the people that really, the value was the journey. The value was the people they've impacted along the way. The value was the relationships they had. The, the monetary crisis at the end of it didn't impact them because they had friends. They had family. They had a sense of net worth that even though monetarily went away, the impact on people's lives getting there didn't go away. So they still had a strong foundation to stand up, be proud, be grateful, and go. So I think a lot of, of how you prepare for this is realize, guys, it's not about the money. Um, you know, money's nice. Money is necessary. We need to be there. But if you approach your life in a very well-balanced way, my comment is it, you can lower your risk that the monetary deal happens. But what you can do is almost guarantee you can overcome those crises. Because if you have those crises, you will have friends that will support you. Somebody will get you your next job for you. Somebody will step up to the plate. And, and it reminds me of Zig Zeller's, one of his most famous comments was that you can get everything you want out of life as long as you help enough other people get what they want out of life. And, 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 and to me, that's just, you know, such a brilliant statement because uh, that's what I found. And, and what I found is, you know, I'm 64 years old. I, I'm on in the last quarter of my career um, going forward. And what it's funny is, as I went through this a little bit, uh, you know, I've realized that for years and years and years, I have been planting seeds and those seeds are growing. And at this stage, I'm not planting as many seeds as, as I used to. And I'm harvesting the same amount that I did. And it's just unbelievably wonderful to see these relationships and say, Tom, you helped me, I'm gonna help you. Um, and uh, it's been really, really rewarding for me. Um, I, I always have a comment that, that, um, that we see in business all too often is, I do not like doing business with friends. And I just can't fathom this. My friend is, is the dead opposite. I don't wanna do business with anybody that's not a friend. It makes it so much more rewarding. It, there's such a loyalty. There's a trust there. Yes, it goes can go bad. And yes, if you do business with friends, you have a higher degree of op obligation to do your best, to do everything you can to fix any problems and create as much value as you can, do as what you what, what you say you're going to do. Um, and and if something goes wrong, you have a higher degree of obligation to communicate and then to come back and fix it. But that's a good thing. When I'm working for a friend, I'm not doing it just for the money, this, this tit for tat. 
I do these services, you give me this money. I'm doing it to help out somebody I care about. And I work harder and I do more. And you know what happens? I create more value, I get paid more money, I become wealthier. And it's, it, it is a really interesting thing. Uh, if I mess something up, I don't know it, a friend will come tell me. They have an obligation to communicate with me. If I'm not doing business with a friend, they may just terminate me. That wouldn't be good for them or not. A friend comes tells me, I'm going to fix it, and then I'm going to make it up to them. It's a great way to do business. Um, and, and I think it's something that we, we don't concentrate on enough. No, this is, again, this... Uh, I, I wasn't expecting our show to first show to go this this way, but it is fitting so much like a glove on the hand uh, of the intent of this show is to to help to find ways to help others. So ultimately, it comes back and helps us. And then you are you are absolutely articulating such such a nice way, and you have even showed people a way that even in your bad times. If you have sown good seeds, if you helped others, it will come back and, and save you. And then what a great message and, and really something that we all need to mull over, chew over and then think much more deep, deeply into it and then start looking for avenues how we can make somebody else's life a little better because of us. Before we turn this thing off, uh, although I, with Tom, my conversation, can go on for hours and hours and we have had many meetings where it has gone for hours and hours but uh, in interest of time tom tell us um, if there are three takeaways or lessons from your life that you would like somebody to to digest those and implement there in their lives what would those three pointers be yeah so you know to me it, it, it's very clear um one it's the journey, not the destination. Again, I've seen people climb the tallest mountains and they've left a trail of destruction and people they pulled down and they get to the top and they're at the pinnacle of their top and they feel this is a single, solitary, meaningless life, even though they accomplished their life on a goal. And so what's important, I think, is that journey and, and when you get close to the top, even if you don't get to the top, that's okay. As long as you left a trail of value, of close relationships, of impact on people's lives, and wherever you end up, there's people with you. Um, and all too often, we don't put that perspective into it. We, we gotta bring our family along with it. So we gotta give them proper balance through those many years. We gotta bring our friends with us, we gotta bring our community with us and the people that we impact, whether it's our employees, our customers or our vendors. Um, and, and so I, I really stress, it's really about the journey. Uh, it's sometimes that's oversaid, but I can't really emphasize it enough. The second thing is impact is where I find the meaning and purpose. When I'm gone, I wanna leave a legacy where I'd be impacted somebody's life whether it's a smile with our, our, our day janitor at the office who I became really good friends with, who, who's retiring today. Um, 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 you know, I think I impacted her life in some little way, some little positive way. Maybe a day she was having a bad day and that smile brought, brought her a little bit better um, to deal with it. So uh, 
I, I want to have as much impact as I can. And, and I think I've done that in financial terms and coming up with successful strategies, successful structures of transactions, different ways to finance things to, to create more value in a lot of different ways. But, but it, it's each step along the journey that, that, that get there. And then the final thing, which is, which is all, it's all about your relationships. Um, you know, if you build strong relationships, you're going to find meaning and purpose in your life because those relationships will have an interchange that makes your life better, but more importantly, you're making their lives better. And uh, if we cannot lose sight of that, what you'll find, in my opinion, is when you get towards that last quarter of your life, you're going to have a sense of not only meaning and purpose and fulfillment, um, but you, you're going to have a feeling of success. Um, and, um, you know, and I think that's really important for us to do, um, um, to go. So I, I think, you know, enjoy the journey, work hard to make a difference and build relationships that'll have lasting value once you're gone, so. These are excellent points. Just a couple of anecdotal experiences from my side, just to re-emphasize the facts that he's mentioning is when the, the kids were younger, uh, they're much older now, uh, Smitha and I would take them, let's say we want to go to Disney and we're in a car and we, in the middle of the road, there's an accident everybody says oh my god now we'll be late and all that kind of stuff and i learned a very good lesson from smitha at that time she would pull the car over and she'll pull out the cards and say guys let's start playing while we are the the journey should be as much enjoyable as the destination whatever you're going to do over there start doing it now yep. and you know suddenly everybody started playing and everybody started singing and nobody had even worried about whether the traffic got released or not. So what an important point you made. Yeah. And, the, and the last point you made about relationship, and I cannot tell you how deep an impact it made on me when the Virgin Atlantic guru, uh, the Mr. Bronson, uh, he made this very powerful statement. He said that God has given me, and you know, he's a billionaire, multi-billionaire, and he said, God has given me the ability to do things that most many people most people cannot do god has given me the ability to meet people that most people cannot meet god has given me the ability to go to places where most people cannot go and god had given me the ability to be present at events and multiple other <coughs> locations where most people cannot but the most happiness i obtained is when i'm with my family what a, what a profound yeah. statement for yeah. somebody who is a, as accomplished as him. So again, that's what caused this site. The life is a business. The health, wealth and a wisdom platform is designed exactly for what Tom is just mentioning. Guy whom you are looking at who came to this country, and I keep repeating this all the time with $10.45, has accomplished so much help from lots of people. and created a wealth of experiences and this is a one humble way of sharing the experiences with everybody else and as I always said I told you before that whenever I ask a question I'll try to answer the same question from my perspective my three takeaways from life to be successful is, is very simple one is 
do your duties. You must know what your duties are and you must do your duties. Don't worry about what the other person should do. You should always know what you are supposed to do and do your duties. Second thing is do what you said you would do when you said you would do. There is no success occurs if you or no happiness occurs if you do not follow this number two rules. Number two rule and number three is learn to be happy. Happiness is a yeah. cultivated event. Nobody can give you happiness and you cannot steal, borrow or find it on the street. It has to be cultivated. You have to decide that you want to be happy. And just like you said, you, you said, I am somebody. I am proud of myself and your life changed. And then same thing, you said, I am going to be happy. I'm not going to give permission for anybody to make me unhappy. So I think these are the three rules that, that um, I follow and I recommend. Uh, if you ask my children, you wake them up in the middle of the night, uh, they will still tell you the same three things because I, from all the time they've been with me, this is one thing that I kind of poured into their brain. Uh, I don't know how much it has gone through. <laughs> uh, you guys be the judge when you meet with them. But anyway, um, again, to remind everybody, uh, please follow us on all the social media, which will be all shown up on the screen here. And if you want to learn more, see more of our episodes, please go to the website. It's very simple website, www.paratsangani.com. And please sign up for the newsletter or be a part of Life is a Business journey. I invite you to join with me on this journey that I am accumulating experiences. Please use my experiences and together let's build a bigger library of experiences for the rest of the world to follow. And yeah. as always, Tom, thanks. Thanks for your relationship. Thanks for everything you've done for me. And thanks for coming over today. Thanks so much, Doc. I really appreciate it. It's great being here. Thank you.